Welcome to the Happy Homestead Podcast. I'm thankful that you found your way here. You're in the right place if you're looking for meaningful conversation that's raw, that's genuine, and that is centered around Christ. There may also be some conversation sprinkled in about coffee, chickens, day-to-day life that tends to be a bit messy, and also some things about the Enneagram. I hope that you can snuggle up with me with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and that we can dive in together and that this becomes a safe, relaxing place of rest for you. Thank you for joining me. My name is Elizabeth and I'm excited for this journey. Blessings. Thanks for joining us today on the Happy Homestead Podcast. I am here with my best friend, Kayla. We are in Sullivan, Missouri, and we are sitting outside. Um, We're not at our usual local coffee shop. Uh, They close a little early, so we had to make a jog over to Starbucks. So we apologize for any of the background noise because there's going to be a lot. But we just wanted to hop on with another uh, coffee shop episode. We know it's been a a hot minute. So um, today we're just going to talk about a few different things. I think we're going to talk about um, waiting and uh, waiting well, worshiping while you wait, and um, just a bunch of different stuff. So, um, with... Hi. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, I'll let Kayla introduce herself on here. <laughs> um, I have been on here before, but I'm Kayla, and um, I am actually married to Elizabeth's cousin, and we've been best friends for, I don't know, Long like time. practically our whole life. <laughs> and um, so we meet monthly. Um, I know that we've mentioned that before as well and um, just refresh each other and um, just spiritually but also mentally and so I would just like you know I I when I talk to my husband about this you know I always say you know like Elizabeth is almost like um, the godmother of my spiritual journey because I feel like we all like need them like someone to rely on and someone to look up to and also but like bounce things off of and I feel like that's very important in you know your Christian journey not only just you know family but also somebody in your church so I just want to encourage you to find that person and it doesn't have to be the same age or even the same gender but you know someone that you can bounce things off of but also learn from but lend to as well Mm -hmm. and so um Lately, we've um, we've just been talking. We earlier when we were at the coffee shop, we were just kind of bouncing off some some different things with each other, and and likewise, what Kayla said, she you know, um, we're just I just love her, and we're more like sisters, I think, than anything. And <laughs> when we were younger, we fought like sisters for sure. <laughs> 
Um, but so today we were just kind of pondering and um, Kayla, I thought, said something really interesting about waiting and um, waiting well. And she had mentioned about how um, basically just being content with what God gives us. And I wrote down a few of those uh, notes from the things that she had said earlier. I don't know if she wants to share some of those. Um, I um, was talking to Elizabeth a lot about, you know, what our thoughts um, produce. And in a lot of the scriptures, um, God specifically talks about, um, you know, not just in our actions, but also in our thoughts. And how... Um, you know, I feel like sometimes we manifest what, you know, what our thoughts are and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just also reminding ourselves that yes, we can pray, but God, we're directly connected to him and God knows our every thought and our every motive. And I feel like, you know, those thoughts really direct, um, kind of our steps um, towards him and with him, but also, you know, the things that, um, you know, that he gives us and, you know, he knows our hearts and our, our biggest desires. Yeah. And so, (coughs) excuse me, I got choked up and, um, we kind of talked about too, how, you know, the Lord, how he loves us and how he cares for us, um, how he delights in us. And, uh, there is a lot of truth to that, you know, saying how, what you think, you know, you kind of, well, even the Bible says that, you know, it says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so it's kind of like what you, what you think on, what you dwell upon, um, for sure comes out in, in your actions, um, what you do. And so if you don't believe that the Lord loves you, if you don't believe that his promises are for you, um, you know, then, then you're going to miss out. I feel like, um, not necessarily miss out on the blessings that he has for you, but maybe miss out, um, you know, in the depth that he wants to use you. Um, you know, in the body of Christ, because if you don't think that he loves you like he loves someone else, um, you're not going to be as willing to be used um, in the church and in the body of Christ um, or, or anywhere, really, because you're not going to feel that, feel that love. And um, I just feel like we, you know, in spirit, like we have God's spirit in us. And so that, you know, he directs our steps using that spirit that he's placed within us. And, um, you know, the suffering, we live in a world where the worldly goods are not good for us. We love them because by nature we are full of sin due to our ancestors and so like earlier me and Elizabeth were talking about like our desires sometimes 
get swayed by the ways of the world. And um, I was, we were discussing like, you know, we want those things a lot. And I, maybe not her, but I, you know, I have a desire for the things of the world. And um, I feel like it's important to express that, like, even as Christians and believers, we still do desire those things. Right. And so um, I, like, was talking to her about, like, you know, what, what do we expect to get from those things of the world? Right. Yeah, well, so for sure, because a lot of times, um, you know, when you don't even think about it, really, you know, you, we've talked about this before, maybe not on here, but in our conversation about how, you know, living the American dream, um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. You know, And how it's really hard when you're called to live a Christian life, not that, not that people who live the American dream aren't living a Christian life. That's not what I'm saying, but, um, I do feel like certain people are most definitely called to be, um, to, well, as Christians, we are all called to be set apart and to be different, but there are some people that he calls even deeper than that, um, and so, I, I don't want to speak for Kayla, but I know that my husband and I, we feel that way. We feel um, that we have been called to be set apart in a different way than most people, in a way that, um, you know, the world would look upon us and say we were nuts because, you know, um, you know, once you're married, they expect X, Y, and Z to happen. You know, you should get a bigger house, you know, with a, with a yard and... and um, get a high paying salary and like all these different things and bottom line is those things aren't bad um, it, it is it is if God tells you not to and you do it anyways but then things in and of themselves aren't bad um, and like what Kayla was saying you know like what do you expect to get um, from doing things of the world and I think a lot of that um, you know we we, especially as women, we, I feel like we fall more prey to this than men. Um, we try to find fulfillment in other things. We try to find fulfillment, you know, in our spouse. We try to find fulfillment in a hobby, um, in, in, in a Starbucks coffee. (laughs) You know, we try to find fulfillment in lots of things. And, um, you know, basically if you're, if you're looking to the world to find that fulfillment and that contentment, it's just not there. Um, it might be for a little while and it might be, you know, fleeting. Um, but that, that is in the end, all that it is, is it's fleeting. Um, and so basically like, what do you expect to get? You know, because in the end, if, if you put your hopes on the things of this world, then you're going to be, you're going to be left with disappointment. Um, but if you put your, your hopes in, in the things, you know, above on our father, then you will never be, never be left uh, disappointed. You'll just have fulfillment. 
And I think sometimes it's hard, you know, like when we ask for things and we don't necessarily receive them as quickly as we as humans would like. Um, I don't, I think sometimes we fail to, um, really trust God with that and trying to, um, you know, fully rely on him. It's hard to fully rely on him and, um, just like, you know, like trust him with the full situation. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to Elizabeth, like about discipline and how, um, you know, he is our father and he will provide for us. And, um, you know, he's our father because he disciplines us so that doesn't mean you know he gives us everything um sometimes you know as as a mom I have to we have to take things away from our kids or withhold them you know those things from them for a while to shape them to you know mold them into who we want them to be or also help them you know learn learn things from that right and I think sometimes that's very similar with God that he um you know uses those things those desires not necessarily because, you know, he wants us, you know, wants to be mean to us or whatever, but he wants us to, he wants us to become the person that, you know, he always envisioned us to be And for that to happen. We have to be disciplined by him as well, who, because he is our father. Right. Right. And so like, um, for like real life application, just for me personally, um, my husband and I, uh, we we got married in December of 2020, and um, we both knew that we wanted a big family. And so right away, as soon as we were married, we tried to um, start having kids, children. And so for us, I think that that has been our, um, you know, waiting. Like, what are you, what are we going to do while we wait? You know, because... Um, you know, actively trying to conceive can be really burdensome, especially when you're a Christian, because you go to the Word um, to find comfort, and sometimes it it's um, not that the Word is is discouraging, but it it can almost become a discouragement because you see all these promises in His Word about um, you know about children and and the Christian family you know, and, um, how that's God's desire is, you know, for you to, um, multiply and have offspring. And, um, you know, there, I, I have a sign business and I just made a sign for, um, an individual and on that sign, they put, um, a Bible verse and it, the Bible verse is, um, Psalm 127 verse three. And it says, children are a gift from God. They are a reward from him. And so if you're someone, you know, that's trying to conceive and you're a Christian and, um, you know, you read something like that, that can almost be like, um, well, you know, God, I'm doing all of this. I'm doing this. I'm doing all these things right. Um, why, why do I not receive that reward if children are a reward why have I not received that reward and um I uh I've went through a lot of ups and downs when it comes to that specific battle um it's been a little over a year and a half that we've been trying to conceive um and we actually miscarried once in the middle of that and it's really hard and um not to make light of that situation at all 
for anybody else that's going through that situation. And I didn't know that we were going to talk about this at, at all. But um, just this morning on my way to come and see Kayla, I was listening to um, worship music by Maverick City. And there was this song and, and they were singing and they said, um, they said, God, you are my reward. And I don't know, it just, it kind of broke something in me because it was like, not that we we don't still want children, but it was like, you know, that's not the, right, he is enough. And that's not the only reward that he has for us. You know, albeit we may not understand why we're not having a child yet. um, I think trusting in him and trusting in his timing and waiting well, Mm -hmm. as Kayla, you know, Um, had said the topic was today um, that can be applied in many different areas of life Um, and and it just so happens in my situation that that that's what it pertains to for my husband and I Um, you know it's just what are you going to do while you're waiting are you going to um, you know be in a bad mind frame and 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 a bad mindset and um and trust me, I have been. I, I totally get that. There were months where I didn't even want to talk to the Lord because I, I felt so I felt yeah. so hurt and alone and like he had left me. Um, and I've come through that phase of that season, I guess not a phase, but season of life. And I've the Lord's brought me to this place to where, you know, I honestly can say that I trust whatever it is that he has for me and I will trust that it is good whatever it looks like um and the thing of it is also is like you are in this season whether you like it or not whatever season of life that's in and it's are you going to allow for him to use you to your utmost capacity or are you just going to sit back and let life pass you by um, you might as well make the most of the season that you're in, no matter how painful it is, but especially if it's painful, because I love what Kayla, Kayla, um, said this quote to me earlier while we were at the other coffee shop. Um, this uh, temporary discomfort leads to a closer walk with Jesus. And, and that is, that is so true. I have found that to be so true in my own, in my personal walk, um, with the Lord for sure. Um, and, um, I wanted to read this actually had, had shared this, um, verse with Elizabeth a while back as, you know, we try to, um, share the things that are on our minds so that we can come back to them later, which we often do. (laughs) They usually like coincide with each other. Yeah. Correlate for sure. But, um, this verse, it's in second Corinthians. Um, it's 1, 3, and um, I'm going to read 3 through 7. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is 
for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is, is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. So I feel like, you know, we're doing this because, you know, like I said, he, we, we can help others. And, you know, he may use us in some form or fashion later to come back to this mm-hmm. and comfort others that are going through it. Just as, you know, we may not realize it, but he's using others to comfort us in those trials and tribulations. Right. And, um, you know, how awesome is it that God knows our pain and he knows, you know, like it is good for us. It's good for us to have, you know, be uncomfortable and, um, so that we can draw closer to him and just continue to grow from those Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we also talked about, uh, you know, the, the story of, um, Jacob and his wives, uh, Rachel and Leah, right? Right. Yes. And, um, we talked about how, um, you know, his, the, the first wife that he married wasn't the one that he was in love with. Um, and he worked, I encourage you to read that story. Um, we, I need to look up where in the Bible that story is. I believe it's in, uh, Genesis. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll look that up in just a second here. So we talked about the story of Jacob and his wives and how, um, yeah, so he waited 14 years before he could be with Rachel. So it was, uh, Leah that, um, the daughter of, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. The daughter of Laban. And looks like that is in Genesis chapter 29, I think, is the reading there. Um, I might have Kayla read that in a minute, some of it. Okay. Um, and so anyways, I'm messing this all up, but basically, um, the one that he really wanted to marry, uh, Laban kind of tricked Jacob, um, and he wasn't able to marry her, um, after the seven years, like he was promised. He had to marry the eldest daughter first. Then he had to work another seven years to marry the youngest daughter, Um, And so then he had these two wives. Well, Rachel um, was the one that he really wanted. um, He really wanted to to be with. And anyways, I might be getting those names mixed up. Please don't stone me if I got the names backwards. I mix them up all the time. But the Lord looked upon his first wife, the one that he didn't really want to be with. And he blessed her abundantly with children because basically he knew that Jacob didn't really love her in the way that he loved his second wife. And the Bible tells us that his second wife, that the Lord um, shut up her womb and she didn't have children. And so kind of how Sarah and Abraham rushed God's timing and how Sarah gave Abraham um, her handmaiden Hagar, um, to birth them a child 
that's basically what Jacob's second wife did. She got impatient and she was like, you know what, Jacob, take my handmaiden and have children with her um, and they will be our children. Well, um, at the right timing, after all this had happened, um, Jacob's second wife, the one that he truly loved, the Lord opened her womb and allowed for her to have Joseph. And so um, I said all of that just to say this is that, you know, had it have not been God's timing and had, had she have had that baby um, when, she wanted, when she wanted to, then Joseph wouldn't have been in Egypt at the correct time and the correct timeline to save Egypt from famine and to rule over Egypt as he did. Um, and so you can take that situation and apply that um, to literally anything you are waiting on. Um, and it's really hard. And I'm sure when she was in the middle of it, she didn't understand why. She didn't know why she had to wait. She didn't understand why, um, you know, the Lord wasn't making this happen for her. Um, but he was making it happen for her older sister. Um, she didn't, you know, I'm sure she thought there was something wrong with her. Um, because Jacob was able to have children with her older sister. And so I can't even imagine all the different things that were probably running through her head. Um, but you could take that in a real life application and apply that in several different ways. So, um, did you find, okay. Um, so it is, it is hard when you're waiting on anything and we've talked about it before on the podcast about, um, you know, wandering in the desert and nourishment in the desert and waiting in the desert. Um, and a lot of times it feels like spiritually you're in the desert and, you know, you're, um, waiting on the Lord, you're waiting on him to show up. Um, but I just want to encourage you to not stop. Don't stop seeking him. Um, you know, because the Lord takes care of those that love him and he takes care of his children. Um, and you know, even when the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years, he still provided manna from heaven when they were in need of food. You know, he provided a spring of water to come forth out of a rock when they were in need of water. Um, and the God of the Old Testament is still the God of today. He has not changed. He is our one constant that never changes. And so um, if he could do it for, for them, he could do it for you. And he will do it for you if you allow for him to. And to kind of bring that full circle, um, that goes right back to what you think of yourself. Um, yeah. You know, you have to be willing to accept his his thoughts and his love towards you. You have to believe it and accept it um, so that you can receive those blessings from the Lord in full um, and allow for him to use you in full. You know, he wants to show up for you. He wants to show you he is the God who provides. He wants to show you who he is. He wants to magnify himself to you to strengthen your faith in him and if you just allow for him to give him that opportunity to he'll step in and he'll show up big and you know 
my my mother had she actually told me this just the other day was um you know a lot of times as christians in today's age we we we've heard it said we've we've maybe even said it you know like where where is god um moving how he you know was in in the bible days or whatever like the miracles is is what i'm referring to the miracles the healings and um things like that he still is he still is doing all of those things we would see more of it um in our churches and in everyday life if more people would be willing to allow the lord to use them yes yeah and in order to to be used we have to be willing to um first of all we have to be connected to god to even know what those things are but we also um have to be willing to you know listen and that takes a lot spiritually to listen and hear what god says and um also you know once we you know God will use people. I know that many times, you know, it's like, no, I don't want to. And uh, like a a story is that me and my husband both um, had considered fostering many, many times. And me and Alex, we were comfortable. You know, we had one biological son. We were comfortable financially. We were comfortable, you know, in our life. And then um, several months in a row, like you know, me and my husband, not necessarily a desire, but just like a spark. And like, we had mentioned it in passing. We both kind of were like on the edge, like, well, you know, and God really used people in our daily lives to, um, speak to us, you know, to push us towards that. And I feel like, you know, he, he will, you know, use other people to tell you, but we also have to be, um, you know, in direct contact with ourselves spiritually to be those people for the people in the church too. Right. And so, you know, we, not just for our sake, but also for others' sake, because that's what, you know, God uses us to help others as well. And we directly have to be, you know, listening. And, um, you know, that goes back to, you know, finding those people but not only, you know, you seeking them out for yourself, but also, you know, them seeking you out. So, you know, like when you're in the church, you may, you may not think that you need somebody, but somebody probably needs you. Absolutely. And just, um, you know, those words of wisdom, those experiences, those, um, those messages, those texts of, you know, good morning or just even like understanding Mm -hmm. and sometimes it is just a small you know like hey we're here and trying to um but that does also require yourself to be disciplined and try to you know listen to what God you know tells you and talks to you about Um, I think a lot of times we miss out too because um especially in this culture in day and age that we're living in just because we go to church with the mindset of what can I receive today? And there is so often that we don't go to church with the mindset of what can I provide today? How can I allow the Lord 
to use me yes. today to help somebody That's else. Really good. And it's yeah. it's hard and and also on the flip side of that, um we just to go back just a little bit, when the Lord does, you know, ask us to do something, um, and we are connected to him and we do hear him, to take it a step further, we have to be willing to like receive it. Yes. And do it. And me and Elizabeth were actually just talking about, um, like, receiving blessings. And she was talking about a story where someone else actually received someone else's blessings. And we were just... A lot of oh, times we, we bounce each other off, uh, you know, things off of each other. And I was asking her, you know, do you, we still think that's relevant? And, you know, I think we both pretty much agreed that, you know, God does the blessings that he intends for us are usually for us but um if we don't accept what god has called us to do he will call somebody else out to do that and that is biblically sound um so you know we have to be willing to bend you know and to form ourselves to the ways that he wants us to go right and you know if we do that we will be have a measurable favor and blessings in our life um And sometimes, you know, like, I know for me, like, blessings, you know, it's not just like, oh, you're going to be wealthy. And, you know, it's joy. And, you know, just, just, you know, those things that you really don't take into account. Right. um, But they are blessings. And, um, you know, they, those small things need to be counted. Um, And, and... Honestly, um, not not only will you have blessings, um, but your faith is going to grow, and you're going to be more rooted in Him. And kind of like what we were talking about when we first came on about you know um, being comfortable, living that American dream, the that in and of itself isn't sin it's not that's not that it's bad um it's just how close to god do you want to be um you know if you're fine with being comfortable okay um but i honestly believe that when you are following the lord and you're connected to him and you're you are striving to draw closer to him and get get as close to him as you can he's going to draw you out deeper and deeper and deeper and before you know it when you turn around and you look um you know that bible verse is true the things of this world will go will grow strangely dim to you and not only that but the world is going to look at you and say you're nuts you are absolutely nuts um that that just happened to my husband and i recently um he had, you know, a, a stable, secure, good-paying job, um, indoors and air conditioning. Um, but you know, we felt we felt called to take a leap of faith um, and to to walk away from that job and to trust in the Lord that He would provide. Um, and my husband, he did that. He took the jump um, to do to do freelance work with um, some relatives and. You know, I can't even begin to tell you how much, how how much breakthrough we have already had, um, in in our relationship 
um, together spiritually uh, with the Lord. And it, to me, that in and of itself is worth, worth it all because that's honestly what it's all about. And, um, but, but guys, it's really hard because when the Lord calls you to that lifestyle to be set apart, to be different, um, to, to leave everything behind, it takes great sacrifice. Um, but you know, it also comes with great joy. And lately the Lord's been dealing with me and my, my life and my heart to, um, get rid of things things that that I've been holding on to both you know um in my in my heart spiritually um as well as things in the physical and um there there has there's been some furniture that year after year after year since I was about 18 17 or 18 um I have towed it around with me from place to place to place to place and had to find a storage unit after storage unit after storage unit to store this stuff in because it was my great grandma's piece of furniture from when she was in her, you know, mid 40s or whatever. And not that I don't love my great grandmother and not that things of sentiment, you know, sentimental value aren't important. That's something that the Lord's been dealing with me on personally. Um, and you know, my husband and I, we kind of, um, were in disagreement about it because I was like, I'm not getting rid of this stuff. It, you know, I want to pass this on to my kids one day. And, and honestly, like the Lord dealt with me. He was like, Elizabeth, he's like, this is just physical stuff. And, and what my great grandmother left behind in the spiritual realm is so much far more important than what she left behind in in the physical. The example that she set, um, you know, her faith that she had um, that has helped me in my faith and my family in our faith. And, you know, she she um, founded the church, the very church that I go to regularly. Um, and so just seeing seeing that the spiritual roots that she had um you know I felt like the Lord bless you I felt like he just kind of spoke that to me in my spirit was like you're holding on to the wrong things yes and and it was so hard um to let that stuff go but I am very proud to say that I (laughs) listed it for sale yesterday so um and that's the kind of stuff, too, that I'm talking about. Because stuff like that, you tell that to, to people of the world, and they're going to be like, so? You're nuts. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, but that that is just it. The crazier I look to the world, uh, the happier I am. Because that means that I'm doing something right. Yes. You know, because we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to look different from the world. Um, and, and yeah. the things of the Lord won't make sense to the world. And um, not that I'm bragging on myself. Um, not at all. And I hope that nothing that I said makes makes anyone think that I'm bragging on me. Um, but just I just wanted to share how the Lord's been working in my life. And how, um, how he's, he's humbling me for sure. And drawing me closer 
closer to him. But um, Kayla found that verse that I was botching up earlier about the story of um, Jacob and his wives and their son Joseph. Uh, Genesis twenty nine fourteen. Um, May I read it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it says that. Um, then Laban said to him, you are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with him for a whole month, Laban said to him, just because you are a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you. I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. And Laban said, It's better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife. My time is completed and I want to love. I want to make love to her. So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you des- deceived me? And Laban replied, It is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, then we will give you the younger one also in return for another seven years of work. And Jacob did so. He finished the week with Leah, and then Laban gave him a daughter, Rachel, to be his wife. Laban gave his servant, Bilhah, to his daughter, Rachel, as her attendant. And Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. And he worked for Laban another seven years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive... But Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Reuben. For she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at my last husband... Uh, now at last my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. So he, he was named Levi. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah, and then she stopped having children. Yeah, that's awesome. What verse did you read down to? So that was 29, 14 through... 35. I think 35. that's the whole, uh, yeah. And then, and then the story also continues in um, Genesis 30 as well. And that was, you know, as Elizabeth told you, you know, Jacob became angry, um, you know, with Rachel because, and she was angry at him because she was jealous of Leah. And um, so then she gave her servant. And that's, you can read all about that in verse 30, but you know, it just goes back to God, you know, he, he has a plan and he cares for us and he has, he loves each of us directly and he continues to, 
um, have our best interest in mind, even when sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And not only was it best for, um, I believe it was, I get the mix up too. So, um, you know, Leah, sorry, there's a truck going by. <laughs> um, you know, it, Rachel, you know, she suffered, but in the end, it also brought, you know, it saved a country. Right. And, but also it was good, you know, for her older sister as well, because, you know, God seen that she was miserable and, and that she needed some form of connection. And, you know, he provided that for her. And so, you know, it just goes back to, he does provide our, our desires and our needs and he hears us. And, um, you know, we have to continue to ask for those things that, we want and not only want but you know need and sometimes you know they're big ask and I feel like we we're I don't know if anyone else does this but I sit back in church and you know I'm like oh I can't ask God for that and sometimes I still get connected like you know that he's this big bad God and you know I'm just this measly servant whereas you know versus that relationship and it's okay to ask God for the big things you know like a baby or, you know, a miracle. Sometimes, you know, when people are sick, he can provide them. And we may thank them, you know, but the Bible says that heaven rejoices when we say a prayer. And so we have to continue to ask for those things as well in prayers. And, you know, just continue, even if it's big, he, it can still be done. And if anyone can do it, he can do it. Yeah. And you know, if it, if our prayers aren't answered right away, you know, then it was painfully good for us. And, um, so I wanted to go to, um, this scripture in Isaiah. I've actually sent this to Elizabeth. Um, this is Isaiah five and it says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been giving, given to us. And, you know, so we can have peace and joy in everything, um, you know, even when it doesn't feel like we should, because we're suffering. And, um, you know, but God has poured the love into us and into our hearts. And so that, you know, we can be confident that he's using, using it all to do something beautiful and, you know, to glorify his name, even if it doesn't feel like it right in that instance. Right. And so that's why we have to really, you know, continue to wait well and, you know, have peace in those moments where we're suffering because, you know, we will be blessed. And, you know, like um, the scripture in Second Corinthians, it talks about, you know, we will be blessed for it and we'll be able to help others and uplift others in the Christian community. Yeah. And so um, I just also wanted to say um, some songs that um, have helped me in, in my waiting with the Lord um, are two of my favorite ones are um, 
Wait on You, which is by Maverick City, as well as uh, Promises, also by Maverick City. Um, I don't know if Kayla has any favorites that she wants to share. Um, I think that, um, you know what, I'll have to go look them up. I know that, so me and Elizabeth actually share music a lot uh-huh. with each other. Um, and one of the songs that I um, had shared with her recently was, um, it's called Homeward by Benjamin Hastings. And it talks about, like, he's still waiting on a wealth of promises. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that we know that, you know, he's, God is able and that it's okay that, you know, we're not receiving them right away. Um, So, I don't know. I just want to challenge you to, you know, also music is uplifting. God gave us um, music so that we can use it as a form of worship. And even if, um, you know, we're in the car and we're by ourselves or we're with somebody, we can still worship God during it. You know, like Elizabeth was talking about, she heard a certain verse and it really drummed up things for her. Yeah. So, you know, just, I would encourage you to just, you know, praise God. I know that I keep repeating that same phrase. You guys are probably like, I wish you'd stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people that really notice those things. So, but also another song that I have shared with Elizabeth is called Who We Are, and it's by Ernestly Etienne, and it was just on a, a length of, um, like, Christian music that, you know, kind of spoke to me. So, I know that um, a lot of times we forget, but we just wanted to remind you guys to wait well and take joy in the little sections of life that we get. I think a lot of times um, in this American dream, we do, like, we can't wait to move on to the next thing. You know, when's the next, you know, the next house and the oh, next yeah. baby and the next, what is the, oh, the, you know, this is really big. And then we forget to have joy in those small moments. Yeah. You know, the laughter of your kids in the next room, the dishes in the sink. We can take joy in all of those things because, you know, we have kids eating off those plates. And so just continue to I know that a lot of times with young kids I have two young kids and it seems like the days are really really long and that it just things pile up and continue to pile up but we also can take joy in the waiting and we don't need to like anticipately run to the next thing we can find joy even if it's the smallest amount of joy right in the moments that we're in right now And sometimes that's even, you know, just with celebrating with someone or, you know, the life that God has given us, we can continue to have joy in those moments and for other people. And I know that Elizabeth has shared like her struggles, but, you know, that's something that me and my husband have really been trying to do is try to have joy in the moments that we do have, even though we desire more. And so I just want to encourage you to, um, you know, if um, whatever season you're in, whether it's uh, singleness or, um, you know, if you're newly married or um, seasonably married (laughs) um, or if you're trying to conceive or you have a a houseload of kids, whatever season you're in, um, if you if you are in that season of waiting, 
in that season that you're in for whatever it may be. Um, I just want to encourage you to use that time. Don't let this time be be in vain. Um, you know, it's uh, um, when it rains, that is the best nourishment for the roots, um, you know, for you to really take root. Um, and so, and, and a lot of times, or in the desert, I guess I, guess I kind of said that backwards, but, um, you know, try to really root into your faith. Uh, if it feels like you're in a storm, I guess is where I was going with that. But sometimes spiritually, like we said earlier, you feel like you're in a desert. Um, in either application, I still want to encourage you to root into that faith. Um, get involved in your in your local church. Get involved in ministry. Um, if you if you know if you're listening and you're like, all this sounds great, but I don't know what my calling is. I don't know. Uh, I'm waiting and maybe you're waiting on what your calling is. Um, you're waiting to hear from the Lord. Uh, whatever it may be, if you talk to him, he will answer you. Um, if you reach out to him, he will make himself available. Um, you know, praise God that the God that we serve we don't have to make an appointment to talk to him. Yes. The God that created the universe, he is on your call. When you call, he shows up and he's never late. Never late. He's always on time. He will drop whatever, whatever to make sure he's there for you. And I don't know, that's really humbling to me to just to know that that's the God that we serve, that he loves us so much. Um, that that he put himself on on our on our uh, you know uh, time I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say but that he put himself um, in a position to where he's always readily available for us. Uh, excuse me, I'm getting really tongue tied today. <laughs> <laughs> we're both we're both not running on very much sleep today, so we <laughs> we've had lots of moments where we're just like babbling and. We're trying to get out what we're trying to say, but it just isn't going so smooth. But um, I hope that yes. you guys um, have been encouraged um, and maybe something that, that we have said today um, has helped to uplift you. We're not <laughs> great scholars or, um, <laughs> you know, any anything of, this, anything of the sort, but we are just... Um, Two women who are in two completely different seasons of life who felt called by the Lord to come together and to share the different struggles, um, the different, you know, highs and lows, uh, not just with each other, but with you in hopes that you can relate to something that we're going through. And if, if anything, just know that you're not alone. Um, I know a lot of times as women, we can feel so isolated, um, even when you have a really good support system, even when you have the best husband and, and the best church family and the best, you know, uh, actual, you know, biological family. It's just sometimes uh, I feel like everyone and especially women at some point in their faith walk just feel really isolated mm -hmm. um, and the enemy likes to use that against you to make you feel like you're a bad Christian because good Christians shouldn't feel this way and um, that's just simply not true and so um, I hope that something that we've said has maybe shed some light 
on, on that mistruth for you and maybe you can find solace in knowing um, that Jesus will meet you right where you're at and that he loves you. Um, and <laughs> Sorry guys. hope that maybe something that we have said will help you in your waiting season um, and help you to, you know, to praise and to rejoice and, um, and to be in an uplifted spirit while you wait. Yes. Um, and, you know, just continue to wait well and, and um, just pray. And of course, um, I want to encourage you guys. We are here for encouragement too. So if anybody, you know, can relate to our stories or our last podcast or something that you know we can help support you in that's what God calls us to do for other people so please feel free to reach out to us um, and you know extend the hand or you know we can't receive help from others well I mean obviously we can pray but we can't receive help from others if we don't reach out so you know if you guys need uplifting or um, just some encouragement we would be happy to you know, extend those, you know, our arms to you as well. So feel free to, you know, reach out to us and we don't mind ever sharing scripture or love or even just encouragement um, over, you know, the situation that you're going through. And we may not always go through the same things, but we can definitely help with, um, you know, luckily we have an awesome map the Bible to help lead us through things that, you know, we may not be going through the same things as you, but, you know, the Bible verses, you know, thankfully the map that God has given us, there's lots of roads to the same place. So, you know, those scriptures also will help others too. And like I, you know, like Elizabeth said, I really want to encourage you guys to, um, you know, sometimes I will be very honest with you. Me and my husband are not us involved we we go to a, a big city church there's lots we have three services and we're not as involved as others in our church but also just being involved in other people's lives you know be investing in other people's lives because that's what we're called to do is to invest in other people and bring them you know to God or you know just to mentor them and Absolutely. sometimes you know that means that's kids that's elderly people that's all ages so absolutely okay so thank you so much for joining us today and we um hope and pray that you all have a blessed day bye (laughs) dear heavenly father thank you so much for just allowing us to come together and just discuss the Bible and just being able to bounce things off of each other. God, we're so thankful that you've uh, given us the Bible and your lamp and, you know, please help us use it to guide our life and our family. God, we're so thankful for you. We're thankful for your blessings. I pray that you would just help develop us through um, waiting and continue to help develop us through each other as well, God. I pray that you would just continue to um, help nourish us and nurture us, God, as you are our Heavenly Father, and we're so thankful for that. I pray that you would just um, 
continue to watch over us, continue to just help us to do better, God, and that we could do your will and walk in the plans that you have for us. I pray that you would align us in those plans and that you would continue to help us uh, nurture to others and to hear you uh, speak to us, God, and, and direct our steps to do those things so that we could walk in accordance to you and um, your will. I pray that you would continue to help us to be more like you, God, and that you would help us to be better Christians for others and for ourselves. Amen.